Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Martin Murray. How are you, mate? Happening, mate. How are you? Yeah. You, you don't strike me as the most technical person in the world, but you got here, so... Yeah, God, mate, give me a bit of credit. I'm not... Don't get me wrong, I'm not too savvy, but I can, I can you know, I can get by. I just think... You know, with these, Zoom, with these Zoom things, so I hate doing Zooms, and I didn't really want to do this one on Zoom, but we're in a situation now where we kind of have to do That's it. That's it, mate. It has to be done, doesn't it? No, absolutely. Like you said, we're there anyway, so... There we go. Um, Martin, obviously, uh, not too long ago, you've uh, announced your retirement after, what, 13 years as a professional? Yeah. How's it feel? Uh yeah, it feels good, mate. You know, obviously it's still a bit new, but um, you know, I look back now and I'm, I'm glad it's over. To be honest with you, um, really felt me age in that fight. Not only the fight, but the training camp, especially. You know, it's um, it, it's it's hard on the body after a while, mate. Like you said, 13 years uh, coming into my 14th year, I believe. So it was a you know, I've I've worked hard for a long time and, and, and my, body's, my body's glad of the rest now so so yeah mate I'm, I'm glad it's over Martin I remember talking to you after the the Hassan and Darm fight yeah you said at that point that you felt like you needed to call it a day what what happened in that point between that fight and then you kind of fighting again yeah I mean well I was so deflated after that don't get me wrong, it was um, it was an off night for me, but I still thought still thought I won the fight, especially at home. And you know, I just thought if I can't get any luck at home against a foreign fighter, you know, what 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 luck have I got? So I kind of lost the obsession with winning a world title. Um, I was going to call it a day, and then I got into personal training, and that kind of got me. By teaching people how to, you know, uh, how to box and improve, and kind of got the love for for it for me back. So I started the gym and I thought I'd just take one fight at a time. And I had two mediocre fights last year, not much in them, but they kind of did the job in getting me getting me this fight against Billy Joe. So I mean, it was only three fights in in in, in two years, but you know, and you know, it come, come too late. And Billy Joe even said himself, like you know, it was. The timing was perfect for him. The timing was wrong for me. And boxing's all about timing. But it was just one of them where I knew there was a big fight left in me. And, you know, looking back now in hindsight, if I retired then, I'd have definitely felt like, you know, I kind of had a little bit more to give. Whereas now, I know that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I could stay in the game. You know, you know, you look at the fight against Billy Joe, I've not watched it yet, but I can only go off our field. Yeah, he did win. He did win convincingly, but, 
a lot of the rounds were close. You know, I, I, I didn't feel in me that I had the gears to, to do what I needed to do. And, you know, B B Billy, Billy Joe really rates him, you know, after fights him, he's, he's a world-class fighter. Um, and, you know, what I'm trying to say is world-class fighter, world champion, undefeated. Some of the, a lot of the rounds were still close. I can still stay in the game and I can still, you know, go out and fight people and, and maybe win a few mediocre titles. But it's just too damaging on my body. I know the time's right now and, you know, I'm, I'm happy I'm retired. Still a bit new, but uh, but you know, like as as I sit here now and talk to you, mate, I'm you know I, f I feel good, mate, and I'm I'm looking forward and excited about my future. How much do you remember about when you made your debut, like fourteen years ago? Now it was at the Robin Park Centre, wasn't it, against Jamie Ambler? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What do you remember about that? Oh God, I don't remember. Obviously, I remember. I remember going to the weigh-in. Um, you you fought the, like heavyweight as well for your debut, didn't you? Yeah, well, well, I weighed in 11-12 like I was supposed to and he weighed in 13 and a half stone. Um, so I, I remember getting there and the, the, the board said to me, he's weighed in 13 and a half stone. Do you still want to take the fight? And well, I'd, I'd sold about 400 tickets, I think. And yeah, I thought, yeah, of course I do. But I still want to fight. And then... I remember obviously warming up as well up the fighting and then I remember going, taking a little peep out this door, you know, there was a little door where you make your entrance and take a little peep and all I could see is every man and his dog from St. Helens who come out supporting me and I, honestly, I, I, I shit it, you know, I didn't even, even though there was sold a lot of tickets, I still hadn't envisioned myself and pictured myself walking out in front of all them, so um, yeah, that got me really nervous and you know, I want to go out there and fight him, and but Oliver just said, "Listen, just go out there, just box him." And it, it was definitely the right decision because if I gone out there and tried knock him out, he'd uh, he'd made he'd made me look bad. He'd have made me look bad. Whereas I went in and put a classic performance and one easy on points. But it was, uh, yeah, it was the start of, of an incredible journey, mate, and the start of of me and you know turning my life around and and uh, yeah, ach achieving achieving a lot in boxing. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't get the you know the ultimate goal, which what I aim for. Come close, but I didn't get it. But you know, boxing served me well, mate, and I can't I can't complain. Martin, the two fights that stick out for me with you that kind of must have been well the two most frustrating fights of your career. First of all, the fight with with Felix Sturm, um, which you had a draw in that, and also the fight um, against Sergio Martinez, yeah. which a lot of people believe that you beat him. Yeah. Would they be the two kind of fights that you, you look uh, back and think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Um, I, they're, they're obviously the two that stick in most people's most people's mind. And rightly so. But, I mean, the Abraham one for me was frustrating from a point where I thought I, thought I did enough just to win. Uh, but... In the same breath, I thought I left it too close to call. You know, I didn't leave it all in the ring, so that was quite. That's quite frustrating from my point of view. But I mean, the Stern fight and the Martinez fight. I can, you know, Macklin fought him before me. We all seen what happened with that. So, and obviously, Jeremy's got an history of of robbing fighters. So I kind of knew what to expect, and you know, I went from fighting Nick Blackwell uh, for the British title in June to 
fighting for a world title against Felix Stern six months later. So it was a massive jump, but I always believed I was at was world level and that kind of announced myself on that stage then. So, you know, it, 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 was, it was hard. It was hard, but... Um, but yeah, I kind of knew that my, my career had only just really begun then, you know what I mean? So even though I was a little bit gutted, I was happy and excited about what, what my future was going to hold. And the and the Martinez one, again, you know, I fought him on, what was it? The 30th anniversary, I think, of um, the Falkland Islands. You know, so I fought him on that, on that day and I was brought over as cannon fodder and I remember Martinez, like we've kept in touch since, but I remember I remember a thought on Rick Atten's undercard, his last fight in 2012, November. And I was told that if I won this fight, I've got a good chance of fighting Martinez. So obviously I won, went over and we, we can't, he was a mega star over there, Martinez. So we had this, um, we went over promoting the fight. And I remember when I, when I went in, obviously I was, you know, fighting fighting a hero, you know, a modern great. And um, I remember he, we was in this room ready for going the press conference and Martinez come walking in. He didn't even recognise me. He didn't even know he was fighting me. You know, I think they overlooked me that much. And then he come walking and he was saying, saying a lot to everybody. And then, you you know, when you're fighting somebody, you know, when you know, you know, when you, 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 you know, before they win the press conference, there's, there's automatically that, little bit of nervousness, you know what I mean? Where Whereas him, he, 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 I just knew he didn't know me. So when he, he come walking and then I forget who it was now, that introduced him and said, oh, this is Martin Murray, the guy who you're fighting. So I knew they overlooked me. Um, but I kind of knew that, you know, when when I did fight him again, I'd have to knock him out to win. Um, and, he, and even still, you know, I look back at that fight and I, you know, I think I'm right in saying this that that was the only fight where the where they've ever used um, instant replay back on a fight. I, I think they used it. They, they tried it on my fight, and then it was never used again. Um, so you know, I look back and think even even if it had won, like I, I clearly knocked him down in round eight, but the the, the judges looked back and reviewed it, and uh, they, they said there was nothing wrong with it. But it was clear as it, you know it was clear as day that I put, that, that I put him down. It wouldn't have mattered anyway because the scores were 115, 112 by all three judges, which I think, you know, you very rarely see that, you know, three judges um, seeing the exact same fight. But even still, they didn't really let a knockdown. So I look back and think, you know, even if I would have won, did I still find a way of disqualifying me or something? So just the politics of the game. And, and you know, I knew that after that fight, he was fighting Cotto. Uh, but again, you know, I, I think at the time he was number two pound for pound in in the world I think and you know went over and and beat him I thought convinced him in, in his own uh, own country so um again you know I, I I was gutted from that but I was still even still I, I still kept up like you know what I've proved myself against two world champions here I know that I can I can go and do it but Obviously, it didn't happen that way. There was, there was, um, there was a, you know, there was some bad matchmaking involved. You know, I went from like fighting, you know, um, Felix Sturm in December of 2011 and, and drawing him for a world title, and then my next fight then was in a six rounder on undercard of Scott Quigg and Rendell Monroe. 
Do you know what I mean? It was like I should. You should have struck while the iron was hot. You know, I'd, I'd obviously gone over there, done that. I should have been built from that. I wasn't. So I had to rebuild again. Same with the Martinez fight. You know, I, I, I went over, and, and many people thought, and I thought I beat Martinez, but I then went from fighting him in the April to fighting Sergio Komitsky, who had already beat um, in a ten rounder in Liverpool uh, in in London in the December. And I just thought there was a lot of bad matchmaking that really, you know, could have a better good matchmaking would have progressed my career and obviously um, made me get that opportunity sooner rather than later. But you know, it didn't. I had to. I then signed with Rodney Burnham from Golden Gloves in South Africa, and he had a top time with him. He did every, he delivered everything, and and it, you know, it, it like finished on the Golovkin fight, which I kind of signed him for a new one's fight in Golovkin. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a tough fight, but I've always been one of them me Coogan where I've always wanted to challenge myself against the best. And you know, I've I've, I've done that, mate. So I retired happy and proud, to be honest with you. Talk about that Golovkin fight, and you thought Golovkin his best period, yeah, like, literally knocking everyone out. I know you went several rounds with Golovkin, but that was in Monte Carlo, and it. I mean that that was quite a long time ago now, wasn't it? God, mate, yeah, it was uh, six years ago in Feb. So it's, um, yeah, long time ago. Uh, yeah, it, it's mad time flies, mate, don't it? Do you know what I mean? It, it's mad for thing that was, thing that was, um, yeah, six years ago in Feb, like I said. But yeah, I mean, he's still, he's still fighting. He's still, he's still doing well. He had a good win the other week. Um, but I do think he's kind of, uh, you know, just, just dipping a little bit, but, I think that when I fought him, he was definitely in his pomp and in his prime, and he was, um, yeah, he was the, the best person I've fought, mate, by, by by far. I was going to ask that. Who, who you think Golovkin's the best person, as in on your record? Who's given you the hardest fight? Uh, Golovkin. Golovkin. Yeah, Golovkin, mate. Yep. Yeah. Um, I had an hard fight with George Groves. He gave me an hard fight. Um, and it was armed with Billy Joe. I'll be honest with you, I'm still recovering from fight now from Billy. My back went in the in the training camp, uh, my shoulder went, still got problems with it. Uh yeah, it was an it was an hard fight. But you know, my, my age will have something to do with that, but that's not taking anything away from him. He, he you know, he turned up, he fought a good fight and and you know the the, the right man won. Um but yeah, I mean you can only judge it from the time time you fought them, and you know boxing's all all about timing. And you know, like I said, Bill, and Billy Joe even said it himself. He timed it right with me. Um, he got the timing right. I got it wrong, and you know it could be one of them where he, he timed it right against Golovkin. I think he is dipping uh, of late. Well, I know we had a good win the other week, but um, yeah, I think he he's fading a little bit, and you know who knows what'll happen if if the time's right. What chance? Sorry, Martin. What chance to give Billy Joe against Canelo? Uh, I don't see anybody beating Canelo, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, the thing is, you always turn up for them big fights. You turn up and you you get up your game and you go up another level. And you know, but no doubt, if they fought, no doubt, Billy Joe will, will do that again. But I just, I just can't see anybody beating him, to be honest with you. Mm. But obviously, as always, he's 
you know, he's an English lad and I'd be rooting for him. I really do rate him after after our fight. Dad, you know, and I said to him, ring after, make sure you stick at it now, because I rate him. He, he fought well, and uh, yeah, he's. Uh, if it, I mean, I don't know what what the crack is with him in between fights, but if he really knuckles down, mate, he can just go on and on and on. Martin, I wanted to talk to you about um, Oliver Harrison and how influential he was. Yeah. In, in your career and in your life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mate, he, 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 you know, he's he begging my life, Oliver. Um, kind of, you know, it's kind of like since he since his death, you know, I'm only just kind of coming to terms with it. If I'm honest with you, I, I still have I still have bad days, you know, but not bad days, but like you know, I was only in car the other day with Jim, and I just started thinking of him, and I just started getting upset, and I, I do it all the time, mate. He's um, yeah, he was, you know, a big influence in my life. Uh, not just my career, but, but my life as well. And like I said, he kind of, he come at the right time for me. You know, I, I was, back in the day, Coogan, I, I, you know, I, I was I was a bit wrong, like, um, you know, just been, been in jail a few times. It was a, a little bit wild. And at the time I met Oliver, I was kind of wanting to settle down and wanted to, you know, change my life and, he was just that calming influence that I needed at that time in my life, and he just really made me, just really made me um, understand uh, my future and uh, what what it means, you know, to work hard and change your life. And I did, and he was. I mean, I mean, I'm in my office here at home. There's picture with me with, uh, you know, we, he was our Isla's godfather. There's picture up in wall. Honestly, in in my bar, I've got in me. You know, my converted garage, he's everywhere, mate. And, you know, he, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm only just, I'm only just coming to terms with it, mate. But he's um, just just a great guy and an unbelievable trainer. He, he didn't get the credit he deserved. Um, and, you know, Jamie Moore should have had that opportunity to win a world title. And I believe it, you know, when his, when his time was right, when he was in his prime, he, he would have definitely uh, won it had he, had he had the chance. You know, we... We were someone looking in in two three fights, and you know we kind of all he ever wanted to do was was build a scratch from fights, and you know make him become a world champion. And you know we 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 never obviously got there, but we got we got close. And you know we've got his lad now, Lerone, who's just turning pro. He's going to turn pro this year. Um, the lad can do anything. Honestly, um, he can, he can fight. Oliver's training from being late to, and there's nothing he can't do. He, he, you know, his future's his future's massive. So, me, Jamie, Nigel, anybody, you know, Oliver, Johnny, right? Anybody who's connected to Oliver, um, you know, are going to do whatever we can to make sure he has has the best future and fulfills his potential. But Oliver was a great man. Um, like I said, I still I think about him every day, mate. We all do, and. Um, yeah, he, you know, when I was getting upset in the car the other day and, you know, Jem was saying to me, listen, I know it's hard and it is, but, you know, think how lucky you was to have met him and, you know, to have got to know him as a friend. And it's true, mate, you know, you know, in one breath, I'm obviously, it hurts, but in the next, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm very grateful that I got to got to meet him and, and know him on, on such, an, such a close and personal level. And... and- 
you finished your career with, with Jamie Moore, which was, it seemed to be a good fit, you and Jamie working together, mine. It was, it was a natural progression. Um, at the time, 2017, uh, I fought Gabe Rosado um, and, and beat him, and that was my last fight with Oliver. And then he took ill then a few months later. So, um, yeah, but by the time I got my next fight, which was, I think it was in October, September, it was on the card of Callum Smith in that uh, World Boxing Super Series, and uh, I was a reserve for that. And, you know, you know, Oliver wasn't fit for, fit to train me. So, the only person who, who, who I'd have gone to, and, you know, Jamie's... Jamie's someone who's always been there for me throughout my career. You know, from me starting out and me learning off him in sparring, um, he gave me a good few hidings a few times in sparring, mate, let me tell you. Um, but, we, you know, we, we had some proper wars and, you know, from learning off him from that side of things, he was always there for me for advice throughout my career. Even when he was retired, I'd go and, you know, phone him up, we'll go up, uh, we'll meet up, we'll have a coffee. Um, he's always been that person there for me. And so when... Obviously, Oliver, Oliver went uh, turned ill. It, you know, it, it was natural for me to, to go with Jamie. I wouldn't have gone anywhere else. And obviously, I know um, Nigel as well. Uh, from when I started McCready, he was finishing his at Oliver's. And, you know, I, I, we'd always kind of kept in touch. So, it was just natural and just the right place for me to go. And, you know, if it wasn't for them two over the past couple of years, you know... Th- they once have got the couple of years out of me that they did. Them two, the gym, all the lads at the gym, um, you know, the crack and just been, it's, it's just been good, mate. It's just been just what I needed, like, you know what I mean? And it's um, it's sad to say bye to them all, but I'll, I'll keep in touch. I've got gym every now and again and, you know, me, Jamie, Nice, Dad, we'll be friends for life and, you know, I'm looking at getting into training myself. We've still got the connection with our own, um, all of us lads, so we'll always be uh, there or thereabouts in the game. And uh, friends and that, so so yeah, mate. It's uh, it's all good, but two two top blokes, mate. Jamie and Nigel. I remember you telling me a good seven or eight years ago. I remember asking you about. I can't remember what fight it was. I asked your opinion about a fight, and you you said to me that you don't really watch boxing. No, you know what? It's weird, this Coogan, and and uh, you know what? Now it's mad, like. And starting out before I turned professional, I remember going, when was it? 2000, Man and Jem's first holiday together, it was, it was 2006, Jem, we went to Turkey. And we're out, and we were, it, was, it was Friday fight night then, and watching the, the watching the boxing on Sky, and I was I was obsessed with watching it every week then. And I remember looking at it, and I was, it was my dream to be on telly boxing. And I was, I forget what fights I was watching, and I'm watching them saying, I'll be there one day. And it was, um, you know, it's just where I wanted to be. So I was obsessed with watching it. And then when I turned pro and I started understanding the politics in the game of boxing, it knocked the love out of it for me. I just didn't watch it. Um, and I've not watched it for years. And, you know, even even when I was boxing, I, I didn't watch it. And there was times where I'd, I'd watch opponents, but that used pain me to watch it because I, I just I, I didn't want to watch it, man, to be honest with you. But now I've retired, I want to watch it. <laughs> Weird, mate. Honestly, I just want to watch it. I can't wait for the next show. And, you know, I'll, I'll be watching it because it's um, the kind of 
it, not that it don't don't involve me because because it because it never did really, but um, the politics did me somewhere. But I don't know, mate. It was just I, I just didn't want to watch it. Whereas now, now, mate, now now we do. I'm looking forward to it next show. It's weird. <laughs> Martin, do you see your your next phase of your kind of boxing life as a trainer or a potential trainer? Um, I do, mate. To be honest with you, um, yeah, I do. I'd, I'd I'd like to stay in game. Oliver, you know, you, you you learn off a lot of people, but Oliver was the main person for me. I learned a lot of him. Um, same with Jay, man. I, you know, I, I just think it'd be, be a shame and be a waste for me to, you know, to not pass on my knowledge down to these up-and-coming kids, you know what I mean? People who... I've experienced so many different things from, obviously, from fights, from, from managers, from promoters, um... You know, there's a lot of advice uh, I could give, so I think I think it'd be I think it'd be a waste, mate. Um, you know, to to kind of not do it. So I'm looking at doing it. Uh, Were yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 you know I'm I'm still kind of putting feelers out for a place where I can kind of call call me home uh, from a training point of view. Um, but obviously we've got, like I said, we've got Lerone Oliver's lad. He's he's man and uh, he's he's man and Jamie's kind of like prodigy and someone we 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 want to we want to you know build up and help and become world champion. But it's a passion of mine as well to kind of bring up a you know the the next the next champion from St Helens as well. So so yeah, mate. I mean. I don't know yet exactly where, where I'm going to be training out of, but I'm definitely going to be training fighters. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah, give it, give it, you know, I'm 38, 39 this year. Kind of looking at going, you know, 11, 10 years or whatever, giving 10, 11 years to, to training. And then, um, yeah, kind of going, kind of calling it a day from there, mate. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm excited about about bringing lads through and helping them become champions. Mm. Um, Martin, you, you fall into this category of one of the best British fighters not to win a world title. When, when you hear those terms put together, how does that make you feel? Oh, uh, God. <sighs> you know what, mate? Um, didn't win one, and we know we've spoken about that, but how does it make you feel? Because there's, there's a lot of British fighters over the years, over the last however many years that kind of fall into that category. Yeah. I mean, it's mixed emotions because obviously, you know, you've got people out there, the real boxing people who know the game and, you know, the, the I mean, I, I get, I've got a lot of respect off a lot of people, mate. So, so, so I'm happy about that. I'm proud about that. Um, but, you know, you know, my name's going to get mentioned by... For you know, for God knows how many years to come, about you know the best fighter, one of the best British fighters, never to win a world title. So, my name will always be up there and 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 kind of you know spoke about, which is good. But in, in the next breath, it, it means nothing, does it? And I don't mean that in in I don't mean that in you know to kind of to be disrespectful or nothing. But you know, it's. It doesn't really mean anything, does it? But but I know that I could have been uh, world champion. But you know, you look back. There's some world champions, mate. Who you know, the 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 idiots and the dickheads, and you know, the the they're not really they're not really good people. So 
you know, it, it, it's you know, it swings around about me. You know, it, it's good. Um, it's bad, but but it's good as well, mate. I've I've got the respect. Um, you know, and you know, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy, mate. It's it's not it's not ideal, and you know what, mate. It is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. You know what, Martin? I think it's like when. Um... You know, fighters go the distance with someone, but they still lose, and people go, "Oh, but they went the, the distance with so and so." Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. really mean anything. You still lost. Not it, you. I'm saying anyone. They still. No, lost but, the you know what, mate? You know, it was like that with Golovkin. Obviously, at the time, I went the furthest when we went eleven rounds, and everyone was dead buzzing the fact that I'd gone the furthest with him. But that was never my intentions. Do you know what I mean? It was never my intentions to take him the the, the furthest uh, the furthest distance. My intention is to win. So, even though it's good, it's still, it's still, um, it still hurts you a little bit. You know what I mean, mate. But you know what, boxing's boxing's over for me now from a fight from a fighter's point of view. And you know, it is what it is, mate. And it, you know, I, when I retired, I wanted to from the past that I had. I wanted to be able to hang them up and and say that you know what, it was all worth it. And that's what Oliver used to always say to me. He used to always he used to drum it into me that make sure it's all worth it. You know, you, you don't want to put your body through because you do. The, the fighting is the easy bit, the training is the hard bit. That's where you put the real graft in. And he said to me, listen, you don't want to train as hard as you're training and then retire and it not be for nothing. Mm. And you know what? It, it, it has, you know, it, it's been worth it, mate. I've done well out of boxing. Um, could he have done better? Yeah. Could he have done worse? Yeah. You know, it's about being happy with what I've got on a young mate. I'm, you know, I'm happy with what I've got, my life, um, my family, my mates, the respect I've got. I'm, I'm in a good place, mate. So, uh, so it's been worth it, mate. And uh, and yet it's uh, it's over now, mate. And you know what? You think, you know, 13, 14 years, it's a long time, isn't it? But let me tell you, it goes like that, mate. You know, when you hear ex-pros and they tell you, they said, or you've created a goal like that and you think, nah, it's not, it's dragging, mate. When it's over, yeah, you realise it's over. But you know what, I've got loads of stuff in me, uh, in, in my bar and loads of like memorabilia. I've got that much of it, mate. I've got nowhere to put it. So I, I made a bar in converting my garage, made a bar and I've got it all up. And I was I was in there the other day. I went, um, what did they do? Went for a walk with Jemmett Kids and come back we. Got the uh, fire pit table out, had a big fire, and then went up getting a bath. And I just, you know, I, I just thought, so I'm just going to have a little little whisker. So I only had one, and I just sat there like with fire blazing, had a whisker, and I was looking in at all the stuff I've, I've, I've got uh, framed up. And, you know, I was just, I was just thinking, where, where's the time gone? You know, I was thinking, like, I looked in and I was, I was happy and proud. I think, like, you know, look where I've been from fights starting my career in, in Wigan. To then go into Germany, fight Sturm, and then you know there was there was um, there was Argentina, there was Germany again, there was Monte Carlo, mate. It's been it's been, it's been a mad journey. It has. It's been a roller coaster, mate. Loads of ups, loads of downs. But yeah, mate, it, you know it was it was all worth it. And um, any any fighter who I, I train in the future, I'll be telling them to say, mate, just make sure it's worth it. No, I, I can I can retire, mate, happy and content. Just, just finally, Martin, on your career, if there's one thing you could have done differently over that 13-year career, pro career, what would it have been? One thing. 
Mm. Oh, you've put me on spot here now. <laughs> One thing I could have done differently. Yeah. Uh, well, you look back and gone, I wish I'd done this. Just one thing. It's hard for me to say that because everything happens for a reason. And of course, I agree with that. The, the position that I'm, the position that I am in my life now, mate. You know, I've met some amazing people. I've met some bad people, mate. But but I've learned, I've learned a lot off every single one of them. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I, I kind of, yeah, it's hard for me to say. I mean, some of is some of is springing to mind, but it's it'll be me about like kind of in, insulting someone which I don't really want to do because like I said I'm, oh, even, uh, even, even though that's fine even though, even though it was like I look back and I think I, I regret doing that with this person I'm still here mate so I've got to, I've got to be happy and thankful right. for that mate well, that's the positive one that's fine no, that's, that's fine. it mate that's the one um, have you got anything finally you'd like to say kind of to people that have supported you during your, your career and no, just a massive thank you. Um, you know, I've always had amazing support throughout my career. Um, not not just people just coming watching me fight, but you know, social media and people just just everyone everyone who who have met you know when I've met them, they've always had nice things to say. So just thanks for supporting me. Thanks for believing in me. Um, and yeah, that that's about it, really, mate. That's about it. Just a massive thank you. You know, I can't, I can't you know. Everything that boxing's brought to me, mate, you know, it's still turned my life around in a massive way, helped me become the person that I always wanted to be. So just thanks, mate. Thanks to just thanks to boxing, thanks to everyone involved in it. Okay. Well, Martin, I appreciate your time uh this afternoon. Uh you've always given IFL T V and me time over the last ten years, so uh, much appreciated. Uh, no, I, know, time, I know you don't really particularly like doing it, especially fight week. Uh, fight yeah. week, you're not a massive fan of doing interviews fight week, uh, but you've always... No, been, yeah, but I'll always speak to you. You always you know, have, like, mate, mate, even after, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like I've said before, mate, when going back to that in damn fight, um, when, when, you know, I was going to call it a day, and the fight before, like, and the fights previous to that, every time I'd fought, you'd, I'd always had like, you know, like reporters and people wanting to do interviews and stuff like that. And then after, um, after that fight, mate, they just went. There was only you and Chris from BT Sports who wanted to do an interview with me. And you know, all them little, I want to call them rats, boys. That it's not. You it's can not call the them right. rats. You can call them rats. Yeah, it's not it's not the right terminology, is it? But you know, it kind of made me realise that some I've always known really that you know people only kind of love you when you're winning, mate, don't they? Do you know what I mean? But I've always you know I've always I've always spoke to you, mate, and yeah, it's always a pleasure talking to you, mate. So thanks for all the coverage over the years. Appreciate it. And Keegan, just keep doing your thing, mate. You, you and IFL and MTK. It's amazing what you're all doing, mate. So, so keep up the good work, mate. Much appreciated. Well, I've got a I've got a baby during five weeks, mine. Oh, uh, hey, good luck, mate. First one. First one, yeah. Oh, big big news, mate. Big I know news. you're not really you're not on uh, you're on social media, but 
not too much. No, I go yeah. off every now and again, mate. So I'm, I, I yeah. put a post on delete it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. on as much now. Yeah, five weeks, five weeks, four, no, four weeks and five days. Who's Happy days. Be? Good luck, mate. So, Best time of your life. If I need any advice at three in the morning, don't worry, I won't ring you. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Murray, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Good luck in whatever it is you're doing next. Uh, we hope you kind of move into that trainer career, which we'll yeah. be good at. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you around the shows. Anyway. No, definitely, mate. I'll see you in future, mate, whenever, whenever it may be. Obviously, it's all madness what's going on at the minute, mate, isn't it? But I'll definitely uh, see you in future. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network.